Welcome to the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast. Here's your host, Aaron Arnstein. Welcome into episode 92 of the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast, where I'm thrilled to be joined by the reigning Pat Sorrenti MVP, projected first-round pick and truly one of the best guys in the game, both on and off the field, Matt Shaw. Matt, thanks for so much for coming on today. Yeah, of course, Aaron. Thanks for having me. First question, you know, it's final season around here for those who aren't familiar. How are how are finals coming along for you? Oh, they're great. Uh, I only have one final. On nice. I had a bunch of projects, but, you know, overall, it's it's going good. Awesome. So let's 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 get right into it. Um, you mentioned in the past that you were a good but not a great baseball player in high school. So in your opinion, what changed from high school to college on the baseball field? Yeah, I mean, I think it wasn't until my senior year or kind of junior year summer that I really started to kind of figure out how to have an approach at the plate. And, um, you know, I learned that from a guy named Mike Lyons, who's my hitting coach back home. And that's something that really made sense to me. And it, it really started to elevate my game. And, you know, obviously senior year with COVID, I didn't get to play my senior year. But um, other than that, I think my junior year summer and going into my senior year, I was really ready to play. And then you know, I was able to go play short, uh, short stunt with the Brave Hearts, and I played well there, and kind of all just got going from there. And you know, I know sleeping and nutrition is such a big part of success for any athlete. Do you have any specific nutrition plan that the team follows, or, or you specifically? And and how many hours of sleep is is an ideal amount for you? Yeah, that's a great question. We definitely don't have something that the whole team follows. Um, being in college, it can be a little bit tough. Um, you know, there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of, you know, reasons why you may not get enough sleep. But uh, for me, you know, I'm getting between nine and 10 hours every night. Um, and I'm pretty religious with that. Uh, if I don't, if I'm not getting that amount of sleep, I'll be, uh, you know, honestly, there's really not a time where I'm not getting that amount of sleep. So I don't really know what to say. Um, and then, you know, I take a nap every day. So naps are really important for me, you know, between 20 and 30 minutes, um, sometime between, the morning time to afternoon, I'll be taking a nap. And then um, nutritionally, you know, we have a nutritionist. Um, but for the most part, we're kind of on our own. You know, we're welcome to reach out and have have those people help us. But, um, you know, when it comes to nutrition, you know, again, that's something I'm very religious about, you know, eating as healthy as I can, uh, limiting the added sugars, limiting like the drinks and the sodas and stuff like that, which is pretty easy. But also trying to get in a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, uh, stuff like that with every meal is super important. Um, and then kind of the last part of nutrition is electrolytes, which I'm a really big proponent of. And I'll talk about it a lot, but uh, it just kind of helps your brain function and and be quicker, be more awake. Um, and so, you know, I think that's really important. And in terms of electrolytes, is that like, uh, what do you consume in order to make sure you're getting those? Yeah, I actually have like a little electrolyte supplement. It's pure electrolytes. It kind of tastes like salt water. Um, you know, me and my girlfriend, we both drink it with every, every time we drink water. Um, it's called E-Light. It's got the sodium, magnesium, potassium, chloride, and all the electrolytes there. Um, and then, you know, sometimes in the field, I'll have a drip drop, uh, you know, if I, if I need it, which is just kind of like, it's got a bunch of electrolytes in it. So between those two things that I'm able to get most of my electrolytes in. Awesome. And now shifting over to, uh, some things on the field, uh, you know, I noticed in the past, just just being around you guys during BP, that you kind of like to sit in the dugout and kind of take everything in for a few moments before the game during BP. Um, you know, when did you start doing that and why? Uh, I started doing that in the fall. 
Um, and, you know, it's just something that sometimes, you know, you can get a little bit caught up in BP and, and you're really kind of working hard and, and um, you know, then you're going, you take an hour and you sit around and wait and then come back out and you got to restart again. So, you know, just trying to get my work in, but also kind of use as little energy as possible there because, you know, I want to have all my energy for the game. So, you know, I'll take a little bit of a break in between. I'll just kind of relax. I'll sit there. I'll breathe. Um, and it's helped a lot kind of just to be present, to enjoy being out there, but also realize that, you know, the the real time I need to be focused and going um, for, for that day is during the game. And obviously you likely played your final game with the Bob on Sunday, and you've had so many special moments there over the year with the guys the past three years. What are some of your favorite memories at the Bob? Uh, favorite memories? Uh, I'd say one of them would be the Georgetown walk-off, because that's yeah. really I think, the only walk-off in my life. Uh, that was a really, really cool moment. Um, you know, I'd say obviously the College Park Regional was like one of the coolest moments of my life in general. I mean, that was just absolutely electric. Um, having everyone be there, having so many fans, it was it was really one of the coolest moments of my life, I think. Um, and then, uh, you know, I don't really have any other moments in, that are coming off the top of my head, but, you know, I think all in all, it's we've had some good memories there for sure. And then, of course, the memories don't stop at the Bob. You know, you played, you talked about playing with the Brave Hearts. Of course, you played in the Cape last season. Um, how does the experience of playing at the Cape compared to playing, you know, at for, for Maryland? I think the Cape and summer ball in general is a little more professionally structured in the sense that, like, you're obviously playing six days a week. Um, but you're also, you know, you're getting to the field early. You kind of do your own thing. You have BP, but it's not super, super structured. You know, you kind of can take it for what it is and get your own reps and do your own things um, compared to college, which is extremely structured, where you have this time, you're doing this, you have lift at this time, you have class at this time, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I think uh, there's some value in in the structure, but I think, you know, if you're a structured person, having the freedom to kind of do what you need to do is is actually really nice. So something that I really like about summer ball is being able to just do what I need to do and and get ready for the game. And being from Mass, has it always been a dream of yours to play in the Cape? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I never really thought about it like it's a, it's something that I really want to do. But at the same time, I think it's always been in the back of my mind that, like, if I want to be who, you know, the baseball player I want to be, I'm going to have to play in the Cape. And that's something that I want to go and dominate there. So being able to get the opportunity was was definitely extremely important for me. And, you know, we talked about at the top how you were a good but not great baseball player in high school. When you graduated from Worcester Academy, did you envision yourself being the caliber player you are today? Of course, the Pat Sorrenti MVP and, and the first round draft prospect. Yeah, I mean, that's something I, I've always believed in, um, you know, and I knew I was willing to kind of turn every stone to be that that person and that player. And, um, you know, I think the belief is extremely important. And, you know, I, I was also aware, like I knew I wasn't where I needed to be. Uh, I knew I wasn't a great baseball player at the time, but I also had the belief that, you know, I wasn't going to let anything stop me from becoming that player. Um, and, and, you know, Maryland's having the coaching staff they do, you know, the only question I asked them that I really felt very important about was I said, you know, I was on the phone with Coach Vaughn and I said, hey, like, I just want to know that and as a freshman, I'll get the opportunity to earn a spot. And he was like, you know, absolutely. You know, if you're, 
you're the best player in this position, you're going to be playing. So, you know, that was something that I, I cared a lot about. And so it ended up working out great. And what was the conversation like? Of course, you started at third, you played left for a little bit, then you come to second before you settle at shortstop a couple of years ago. What was the conversation like with Coach Vaughn trying to convince him to play shortstop? Yeah, I mean, I just I just was going to go and show him that I could play there. Um, I knew, you know, no conversation was going to kind of convince him to put me at short. And I, and, you know, I, I didn't really care about having that conversation because, you know, honestly, as a coach, you have to play who's, who's best of the position. Uh, so it was my job to go out there and work at it and become the best player at shortstop. And so I could stick there and play the position. And with the draft coming up, do you ever think about what life will be like in the pro ranks? Uh, you know, a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I, I, it's kind of a, I'll have the thoughts now and then of thinking, you know, where you're going to be, what you're going to be doing who you're going to be around. But the thing is, it's, there's so many uncontrollables. There's so many things that I don't know yet. There's so many things that, you know, I've obviously have no experience with that, you know, for the most part, I'm, I'll keep my mind off of that until the time comes. And you mentioned not having that experience. Of course, baseball is a small game. It seems like everybody knows, knows everybody. Have you gotten to develop relationships at all with any big leaguers and kind of pick their brain about what that draft process is like and, and the first uh, year and, and all that? Yeah, I mean, I have a good relationship with Nick Ahmed. Um, he's someone who's local in Massachusetts to me. We've been able to kind of develop a pretty good friendship um, over the last couple of years. Um, and I haven't talked to him much about the draft or the minor leagues, really. Um, but I've talked to him a good amount about, you know, just any information possible I can get out of him about baseball, his routine, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, that's been good. You know, I have a one of my agents is uh, Nolan Fontana, who played in the Astros organization. He played in the big leagues for a little bit. And, um, you know, I've asked him about the minor leagues, what it's like, you know, having having a girlfriend, you kind of have to balance everything and all the traveling and everything. So, you know, I've talked to him a little bit and he's been helpful. But, you know, overall, it's it's kind of what you make of it. And and I'm just excited to kind of get in there and and figure it out, you know. Is there a is there a certain MLB player that you looked up to, and, and if so, why? Yeah, probably Dustin Pedroia uh, when I was younger, just because he's kind of like a just a ball player. Uh, really understood the game, had a lot of focus, a lot of energy. Not a big guy, but you know, hit homers, hit hit for extra bases, and and just a, a really really good defender. So kind of an all around baseball player that just really got himself there because he believed in himself and he worked hard. Didn't really have all the you know, he didn't have the height, didn't have the like extreme, all these extremes that some of these guys have. So it's it's cool to watch him play. And uh, going back a little bit, last week, Coach Vaughn talked about the job that your parents have done in shaping you into the person you are today. And with Mother's Day coming up and, and or Father Father's Day coming up and Mother's Day behind us, uh, in your opinion, how have your parents shaped you into the person you are today? Yeah, they've obviously had a lot of influence on me. Uh, my dad is someone who's a really, really hard worker has always kind of just grinded it out, whatever it may be. And uh, he owns a small business up in Massachusetts and he's always working and he's always busy. And and he he kind of showed me that, you know, as long as you keep working and, and you put in a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of focus, you know, you can get what you want out of things. Um, and, you know, having my mom, who's a physical therapist, also helped me, you know, nutritionally when it came to my body, my arm, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, that was really helpful. But, you know, as a whole, they've done a great job of just continuously believing in me, 
always, you know, telling me, you know, I can do it. I, you know, as long as I keep believing and, and that's something that I definitely um, didn't realize that everyone, you know, I didn't realize that this is not something that everybody has, you know, having parents that are always kind of believing in you no matter what. So that was something that was really important. And I know you played soccer growing up. Uh, was was it always baseball? And how hard was it to juggle those two growing up? Yeah, I think it was always baseball. I love soccer. Um, but I remember from a really, really young age, it was baseball. Um, soccer is a great sport, but it just didn't have didn't have what baseball had. You know, it didn't have the failure. It didn't have the struggles. It didn't have like everything that kind of kept you coming back to baseball and the reasons you love baseball. Um, you know, soccer was great um, and I loved it, but, you know, I think it was always baseball from a young age. And in terms of uh, other hobbies, kind of what are your hobbies off the field? What are you doing to make sure you're separating your time from the field and, and away from it? Yeah, um, you know, we just started watching the, uh, Danielle and I started watching a new Netflix show, uh, Atypical. Uh, nice. It's a pretty good Netflix show, so I, I recommend um, do some reading. Um, you know, when I can, I actually just started reading Harry Potter. I know it's kind of a nerd, but, um, and then, uh, you know, really just, you know, I guess go, I'll, I'll go out to dinner sometimes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's not a lot of time off the field actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, doing what I can do to kind of separate the baseball from, from life. Yeah. That's certainly right. Not not much time off the field. I know, I know how much how much you guys are there. Um. Also, I for some people who aren't who aren't familiar, I know. Uh. You know, you left social media a few years ago. Uh. For those who don't know, what what made you decide uh, to hop off social media, which I think was a great choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It was definitely a great choice, and it was honestly a pretty easy decision. Um. You know, like like I said, like I wasn't gonna leave any kind of stones unturned when it came to my life and. And being the best player, best person, whatever it may be. Um, and social media really had zero benefits at all to, you know, my life and how I was living it. Um, so it was a really easy decision to say, like, you know, there's nothing really that's coming that's beneficial through social media for me. And if anything, there's some negatives with it. So, you know, it was looking at it like that. It was really an easy decision to kind of just be done with it. Mm hmm. Just a couple more for you. Um, you're you're the all-time home run leader, of course, in program history. You're climbing the ranks in a couple of other program records, one away from tying the single season home run record. Do you ever think about those type of things? No, honestly, those kind of just they came around pretty quickly. You know, I, <laughs> I thought about them. Um, you know, and then within the last obviously two, three weeks, like these things have just kind of been popping up left and right. And it's been a really cool experience to, you know, be able to kind of write my name in the history books in Maryland. Obviously, I love the school and the program and and something that I, I have a lot of pride in. So, you know, it's really a cool, a cool thing, but something that I, I didn't know until it kind of started happening. And, and going off of that, I know you're a humble guy, but I have to ask, do you do you ever give yourself a chance to look back and see at all that you've accomplished here at Maryland? Or again, is it something that you're you think you think you might do when your season's over. What's what's that like with everything that you've accomplished here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome. And and I definitely, you know, I I really obviously love being here in Maryland and and being able to, like I said, kind of be in some of those records is really huge. Um, and I definitely have a lot of pride in it and and something that I uh I'm really, really happy about. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's you're also balancing that with the fact that, hey, I gotta go play Penn State in two days, you know. So 
you know, it, it doesn't last very long, the feeling of like, hey, this is awesome. Um, so it's good to kind of get back in it and keep playing baseball because, you know, for the hopefully the next 15 to 20 years, you know, there's not going to be too much time to kind of sit around and and think about those things. So I'm be playing a lot of baseball and, and that's what I love to do. So awesome. Let, let's end on this. I see you got the Kobe poster uh, in your left hand corner. Uh, what went into that and, and how much inspiration do you take from Kobe? Yeah, uh, it's a really cool poster, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think um, Kobe was another person who really just put in the work. He always believed. Um, and there's a lot of players like that. You know, I there's a lot of players I've been able to watch throughout my life that have had that belief, that have had that work. You know, Mike Trout and Dustin Madroya, obviously Kobe, uh, Michael Jordan. There's a lot of really, really talented players. Um, and just being able to learn something from all of them and see what drives them, what motivates them. And and to, to realize, you know, that anyone can do it um and you know putting in the effort putting in the work being consistent it's it's honestly a a simple um but very uh kind of grueling process um and if you can stick with it then you know you can you can do it so it's something that has helped me a lot a lot watching guys like that being successful and being able to do it gotta have that mamba mentality right yeah 100 percent so Shaw and the Terps will head to Happy Valley to take on Penn State for a three-game set beginning Thursday, 5 p.m. as Maryland looks to clinch at least a share of the Big Ten regular season title. And as always, you can catch all the action on the Maryland Baseball Network. Matt, thank you so much for coming on this afternoon, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.